Welcome back to another guest episode. You guys are not going to believe this because it's not completely settled in for us either. Because we have with us today Howard Stephen Berg. And what he has achieved is one of the greatest feats there is for mankind. And unless you've been living under a rock, you know who he is. Uh, either you have heard about him or you have read about him. So he's world renowned for his exceptional ability to speed read and retain the information in a precise and highly accurate way. He is the Guinness World Record holder for the world's fastest reader. Howard's record is listed in the 1990 Guinness Book of World Records and he is still the fastest world world's fastest reader because no one has broken his record till date. For the past 35 years he has been teaching how to increase the students and professionals associates companies and colleges and universities about how they can increase their reading speed along with comprehension but more importantly how to develop a total learning solution in their life he has also taught them how to maximize their ability to learn faster compre- comprehend better and retain more information in the world so thank you sir thank you for joining us today oh i'm happy to be here um one of my main business associates is a young indian and uh i have a lot of respect the indian people believe it or not i was a yogi when i got out of wow. college i was i studied psychobiology and then i studied yogi bhajan the seven branches of yoga and uh, i did tm i still meditate every day and i think wow. that india's had a big impact on me cuz every show i've been on i've meditated before cuz i'm reading it 80 pages a minute and i have to stay focused in meditation yeah. put you in that state so uh i'm happy to be able to give something back to my indian friends well, that's amazing yeah thank thank you for the kind words <laughs> so uh, with the first question uh, we are going to be obviously starting with the most obvious everyone has uh, there in their mind how we have seen your records by the way and they're just like amazing that is mind blowing so the first question obviously that comes to our mind is how how do you do that how did how did you start and uh, Well, when you start were you a normal or a slow reader like the most of us uh, at some point or were you just born with it <laughs> well i i did come out of the womb reading books i can tell you that that was buddha <laughs> not, not me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh of course when i started reading like everyone had to learn what the alphabet was and words but Uh, I was a good reader. Uh, I grew up in the projects in Brooklyn. It's terrible. It was very uh violent, a lot of gangs. And I found the safest place in my neighborhood was the library cuz kids in gangs don't go to libraries ever. <laughs> so I read a lot. So I had college reading when I was 11 and I ended up reading before I learned to read fast. I was reading 3000 words a minute. That was my beginning speed. which is about 15 times faster than normal but if that's all you do is read uh you get real good at it so <laughs> that I was doing reading a lot so then I went to the State University of New York at Binghamton which is the top state college in the state of New York and I majored in biology on my last term of my junior year I read books on the brain I said I want to be a psycho biologist not a psychotic biologist that's that's frankenstein psychobiology <laughs> is the biology of behavior so i went to the dean and he said how could you do that you have got more you know when you left the college you've had zero psych courses you have to do the four year program in one year and finish bio yeah. at the same time and take six science courses and two four hour labs now back then labs were on a slide rule so it took 16 hours to do the you had 40 50 terms with four decimals in them standard deviation on a slide rule was not fun wow. took a lot yeah. of time so <laughs> on top of that i had three jobs i was working 18 hours a week so he looked at me and he said you're not smart enough and and that's when it hit me they don't teach learning in school they tell you what to learn why to learn what will happen when you don't learn but not what you're doing wrong. So I started learning about the brain, I learned about learning. So I got up to 80 pages a minute. I did the four-year program in one year. I took the graduate record exam in biology and I reviewed books like 
biochemistry, cell physiology, genetics, plant systematics, not light reading. I read 40, 48 books in three nights, and I took the test. I got an 800, so I was in the 99th percentile in the world for biologists, which is the highest you could get. And then I wondered, was it me or what I was doing? There's a big difference between you can do something and you can teach something. It's not the same. Yeah. So I took kids, young kids, 11 to 15 years old, taught them how to do it, they took a book that was uh, 30 chapters on lifelong developmental psychology, which is a sophomore college course. They were 11 or 15. They did the 30 chapters in one week, and they took the AP test. There were 18 of them. 15 out of 18 passed the college course in one week, and they were kids. Wow. So that said to me, it wasn't just that I could do it. It could be learned. And for the last 35 years, that's what I've been doing. And I'm here today to show some of the things I discovered and hopefully give some strategies and tips to your friends that are listening to learn how to learn faster. We'll have some fun doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Like like the brain is a tricky thing and uh, it, it can be trained. It can be like, as you said, you if you do reading a lot uh, if you like read a lot then uh, eventually you will get good at it and uh, if you <laughs> actively pursue the uh, if you actively pursue it then it will improve so one question that we had was that uh, as i mentioned the brain is tricky like when you're in a car and you're going on a highway even though you're like 70 miles an hour or at any speed when you, there is a board or anything that you're able to read that quickly but the same thing doesn't translate when you are actually like reading a book or uh, you're not able to like read that fast when you're just reading a book. Well, there's the reason. And it's a very important point you raise. When, when you're driving in a car, you're looking in four directions, the front, the back, the left, the right, <clears throat> and you're going very fast. You're watching your GPS, your gauges, you're listening to the radio, you're talking to your friends, you're on the phone, all at the same time, and you're bored. You read a book, the average reader, the mode of reading is 200 words per minute. So the average person reads about 200. The, the range is 150 to 400. So you're reading in one direction, not four, and you only remember about 10% the next day. Why? When you're in a car, you're processing everything analog as, as a picture, as a movie. And your brain is very adept at images. You have the largest region of the brain dedicated to vision. When you're reading in a book, it feels like someone's talking to you in your head one word at a time. Most people read at the same speed they speak because they're speaking to themselves while they're reading. When yeah. I'm reading, I'm seeing more movies. And hearing less talking. So it's much more analog. And then I play the movie back, and all the data that's in the movie, I can digitalize back into words. But I'm taking in huge chunks of data analog instead of digital. And that's much more powerful. And most people learn this in four hours. We did a double blind efficacy study. And we took 100 normal people, not geniuses, just normal people. And we used the Nelson-Denny, which is a standardized test for speed and for comprehension. We had an A and a B test. Now, we wanted to make sure the B test didn't make them look smarter because it was easier. So we did a split test. 50 did A and B, and 50 did B and A. And you're engineers, so you understand this. And then they yeah. did an analysis of variance, and there was no uh, difference between the A and B and the B and A. Everyone doubled to quadrupled in four hours with very good comprehension. And uh, most doubled, but that was four hours. It wasn't after they practiced. It wasn't reading in a book that they understood. It was just reading right away. So you know for a fact that if you practice something, you usually improve. I don't know anything you do over and over again you don't get better at. But yeah. to be able to go 100 to 400% faster immediately without practice tells you how easy it is to learn. And we've had students as young as third grade 
My eldest student was 92, and my favorite was Ruth Lupin, 84. She read three books in three hours the day after I taught her that she was 84. So it's not wow. your age. It's really easy to learn, and it solves a problem that you have in college. How am I going to learn all this and still have a life? <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's like impress that's so impressive and uh, i remember that in one interview you said that the book uh, the book is like a painting to you and you just it it helps you take in everything very easily and yeah absolutely yeah correct that's exactly right the book is like and you think about it it's pictures called letters yeah. in groupings <laughs> called words it is visual but we're yeah. not taught to read visually we're taught to hear what we read instead of see what we read. And that's the first problem. As you become more visual in a book, your speed goes up and your comprehension goes up too. Yeah. So while you are referring to paintings, we uh, we again, uh, while researching, saw that you use your hands to guide your eyes while which helps you read quickly. So is that your trick which uh, all the fast readers use or is it only you use? Okay, that's a really good question. Most speed-reading programs don't work. That is what they do. They use their hand. And I'll tell you how it works, and I'll even teach them watching today how to do it. And it'll get them 20 40% faster, which is great. But what do you read fast or slow? You're not learning. If it was, every time you read a book, you get an A. Did that happen? Yeah. I don't think so. Not for most people. So reading by itself isn't learning. So reading fast isn't going to be learning either. So what, what is learning? Learning is knowing the information and being able to use it when you need to use it. For many students, learning is how many hours they sat in a chair looking at the book, or how many pages they looked at and didn't understand. And then they don't know why they didn't do well on a test. I studied for five hours. I read 300 pages. <laughs> yeah. I did a graduate course in educational psychology in seven hours. That's a five-month course. And wow. I read the book four times in seven hours. And I took the advanced placement test, which was a six-hour test, but I didn't know that. I thought it was an hour. So I finished in 50 minutes. So in seven hours and 50 minutes, I did a five-month course. And then I got a B plus. I said, why didn't you get an A? I didn't need an A. I was a teacher, and I needed the credits to keep my license. I needed a C minus to get four graduate credits. Now, if I went to college, it would have been $5,000. I would have been in school two, three times a week, done papers and midterms and finals. This way, I did it in seven hours and 50 minutes, and it was $65. And I got four graduate credits in less than eight hours. So I thought that was a win. I did get a B plus. It wasn't that I needed it, but I got it anyway. So let me show you how to use the hand so the yes. people watching today can start. This is step one. Find a book you've read, preferably nonfiction, and that you understood. So the only reason you're confused is you're going too fast because you already understand the book. Read for a minute with a timer and do nothing special. Just read like you read. See how far you get. Take a pencil or pen, put a little mark next to where you finish. And you know, that's how far I read. Now for the magic. Go to the second chapter. Take your hand and go one line at a time, eyes following your hand. And this is important, as fast as you could comprehend. That means as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker and quicker and quicker till you don't. And that's when you know it got too fast because you already understand the book. Yeah. Slow down just enough so the comprehension comes back. And then for five minutes, go as fast as you can understand with your eye following your hand one line at a time. Go back to the first chapter. Test yourself for a minute. Use your hand. And you'll go 20 to 40% further than the little line you did on the first minute. Just doing that one change. That's what most speed reading programs teach. Here's the problem. It doesn't work for learning very effectively. So what I do is I use reading to find what I don't know and need to learn. And in school, what you need to learn is what's on the test. If you don't know what's on the test, you fail. You know everything except what's on the test, which may be more important than what was on the test. 
you fail. You've got yeah. to know what's on the test. And I teach you a way to figure that out. So now you're looking for exactly the right thing three, four times faster. If you don't understand it, sometimes you read something and say, I don't know what this means. I've read some math books, like calculus books. And said, I don't get it. I'm not sure what they're telling me. So you have to analyze it and make sense out of things that could be confusing. It's not enough to read it. Now you understand it. You use a memory skill, which we'll show how to do, to lock it in, remember it, and then recall it when you need it. That's important. Here's a big piece. You learn emotional intelligence, how to create states that will be good for success. So how many people do you know might have gotten nervous taking an important exam? Did that help you or hurt you? It doesn't help if you're nervous. You can't think straight. Yeah, so what if someone taught you how to stay calm while you were taking the test so you were able to do exactly what you studied to do? When you combine that, reading faster, brain-based learning strategies for making sense out of material, memory skills so you don't forget in five minutes what you just learned, and emotional skills so you don't panic taking the test and forget everything you spent all your time studying, that's a system that can work. Before we get, move on to the next question, I'll just like ask all the listeners to check out berglearning.com. And I have gone through it and it's really helpful. You guys check it out. You'll know what it is. We don't want to give any spoilers because it's really fun. And can it's a lot to thing? It's, it's, it's in 109 languages. So it is yeah. in English, but it's also in Hindi. Hindi. So for those yeah. of you who are more comfortable learning in your native language, you have that option. So you yeah. can do it in English. You can do it in Hindi. Either way, you're going to learn it. Yeah. Thank you for saying that's, that, by the way. That's I amazing. That. Yeah. So the next question that we have is that there are three levels of learning. So firstly, like what are they? And uh, how can learning them help increase the productivity of individuals? The three levels of learning are literal, implied, and inferential. Literal is what you see. And that's what most people study. It's the words on the page, what you're reading. And that's what most people yeah. study. Names, words, numbers, facts, what's on the page. So if I said Columbus discovered the new world in 1492, and I said, who discovered the new world in 1492? It's yeah. Columbus. <laughs> yeah. That's how lots of schoolwork is done. You learn yeah. to repeat what you read. You don't even know what you're saying, but it's the right answer. Implied learning yeah. is information the writer doesn't tell you, but you're supposed to know. So if you read the man drank a glass of water, you don't go, wait, what's a man? What's drinking? <laughs> what's a glass yeah. of water? If you had to explain that, you couldn't read anything. That's implied. You're supposed to know this way. Yeah. It's inferential. That's when you get the meaning and significance. And when I had a school, when we taught them about Columbus, we didn't say he discovered the new world in 1492. We said, Describe the impact of his discovery on the people who live there already, the indigenous people. Yeah. How did it affect Europe? Colonialism, religion, the world wasn't flat. It was round. All the different things that changed because of his discovery. Now, that's not just knowing a date or a name. It's understanding the significance. It was like they discovered a new planet. And... When you're learning, it isn't enough simply to memorize a bunch of facts and words. What do they mean? How do you use them? If you learn calculus formulas, and I know in engineering you have to do that a lot. I had to learn it for science. Yeah. There's a big difference between memorizing the derivatives and the, and, and the integrals and knowing how to use them to fix a problem, to, to, to rationally figure out a solution to a problem, knowing which formula to use or which formulas to combine. Is it the same thing of knowing what they are? So for many people, they simply memorize what's in the book without understanding what do you do with it? How does it work? Why would I use this? And I know for certain, because I'm a science major in engineering, that's really critical. Those are some of the most important parts of what you do to determine if stress on a building is equivalent 
to uh, the building materials that you're going to be using and the weather conditions. There's a lot of variables you have to take into account. And calculus is an important part of figuring these things out. It's not enough to simply memorize the equations. You have to know the meaning and significance of them and how to apply them in a real world situation. That's inferential. Inferential is going past what you learned in the book. So you read a book about how to sell real estate and you're not a real estate person, you're an engineer, but you have a company and you figure out how to make a lot of money in engineering using the same business strategy in a totally different business. That's inferential. So that's when you're really mastering the information. And my goal is to empower everyone with that ability to learn at the highest possible level when they need it. Don't always need it. I don't memorize the newspaper. I don't need to know every person in the paper. I know what happened. It's interesting, but I don't have to know every date and every phone number and address in the newspaper. That's not a goal of mine. So at that point, I'm not trying to master the information. I'm trying to just be aware that something yeah. happened. Different kind of reading. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, with, with the information that uh, you said, uh, we had another question with that, uh, which, which actually blew our mind when you said that you have a 90% retention rate while learning, while reading. So how does this happen? And can you teach us how to get better at our grasping powers? Yes. I'll show you how to memorize. There's many ways. And, it, and different ways work better for different people in different subjects. What I use to learn a language, I might not use to learn calculus. What I use in calculus, I might not use in a history course. It's different. So I'm going to show you one system that works well, and it'll help you in engineering tremendously. And yeah. so I'm going to give you 10 things to remember. First, I won't show you how. This is an experiment, and you won't be okay. able to. Then you'll speed learn it. And when you're done, I'm going to show you it's not a technique. It's a tool. You will yeah. use it a lot. So I'm going to give you 10 things. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, bowling pins. I'm going to bet that you don't remember everything perfectly backwards and forwards right now, nor do the people watching us. Is that fair? Yeah, fair to say that. Yes. <laughs> Everyone watching, including you, will know them perfectly in three minutes. No effort. Yeah. Two things you need to know. You remember 10% of what you read, 90% of what you say and do. This is something you want to remember. When I ask you to say and do, please do that to lock it in. Plus watches, people watching us, you want to learn this, so say and do. Two, yeah. the ancient Greeks discovered a shortcut for learning a list. And they found, take a list you know, it's hanging in your memory already. And what do you do with a hanger? You hang things on it. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is show you how to hang those 10 things on the 10 numbers you already know. I'm going to bet if you're an engineer, you can count to 10. I feel very <laughs> comfortable that I'm right. <laughs> yeah. That's the hang. Those are the hangers. Start with the number one. It looks like a pole, like a flag pole or a light pole. When I say one, you say pole. One. Pole. Perfect. Two is shoes. That's how many shoes you wear. What's two? Shoes. What was one? Four. Excellent. Three is a tricycle. There's three wheels. Tricycle. What's three? Tricycle. Tricycle. What was two? Shoes. What was one? Four. Getting smarter. You see what I'm doing? Four is a car. There's four tires on a car. What's four? Car. What was two? Two. Uh, One. Four. Three. Tricycle. We're jumping on purpose. Yeah. To show you that it works. Five is a glove. How many fingers are in a glove? Five. 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 What's five? Gloves. What was three? Tricycle. What was one? Four. Getting smarter. Six yeah. gun. 
when I lived in the state of Texas, they all like guns. I never had one, but a lot of people do. Six yeah. gun. What's six? Guns. Four. God. Two. Shoes. Perfect. Seven is lucky in the game of dice. When you throw the dice, you want yeah. a seven. Lucky seven. What's seven? Dice. Five is a. Give you a clue. Glove. 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 Three. One. Four. You're almost done. Rhymes work. Say eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. Good. Six. What did they love in Texas? Guns. 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 Four. God. God. Two. Shoes. Almost there. Two more. Nine is a cat. Cat has nine lives. Nine is a yeah. cat. What's nine? Cat. What was lucky seven? What game? Oh, dice. Dice. <laughs> That's how you remember. That's how your brain learns. You're doing it yeah. right. If you're reflecting. Seven's dice. Five. Give me a clue. Love. Love. Three. Tricycle. Tricycle. One. Four. Four. Ten. Bowling. If you ever went bowling, there's ten pins. Yeah. Ten pins. Ten. Yeah. Bowling. What's ten? Bowling. Let's do the list you couldn't do. One. Four. Four. Two. Two. Three. Tricycle. Four. God. God. Five is a glove. Six, Texas. Guns. Guns. Seven is lucky in. Dice. Eight rhymes with. Skate. Nine is a. Nine is cat. Cat. Ten is. Perfect. Now, here's how you use it. You just learned how to speed learn numbers. Very important in engineering. Numbers are tricky. Have you ever had trouble trying to remember a constant like pi? Yeah, every <laughs> Everyone struggles with that. Yeah. Here's how to learn a number. So imagine you want to learn 314. What picture is three? Tricycle. What picture uh, is one? One. What picture is four? Car. Make a movie. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. Picture it. A tricycle. It's a pole on a car. Tricycle, what number? Three. It's a pole. One. On a car. That's four. That's four. That's pi. So think of all the numbers you have to learn in engineering and turn them into pictures. And the zero, because numbers only have an alphabet, zero or nine. There's different places, ten, units, tens, hundreds, but it can only be a zero to nine. That's all there is. There are no other yeah. numbers. Yeah. Ten, 10 is the zero. So now you know how to speed learn numbers. You make a picture out of the digits, string them together in a funny movie, play the movie, and everything you see is one number, and you can remember all your numbers that way. Yeah. Wow. That's, well, that's uh, can, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah, sure. uh, so there will be many movies, right? So there are obviously many constants and all the movies have the same components Ooh. because there are only 10 things. So how do we remember the that this story belongs to pi, this story belongs to E? Context. Context. The way you learn everything else, it's in context. How do you know this belongs to a one story or a two story? How do you know this belongs <laughs> to concrete or wood? There's a context to it and the brain yeah. learns context. So that's how you do it. Okay, okay, yeah. that helps. <laughs> okay, so uh, our, our next question, uh, like, uh, is like we want to also touch upon uh, emotional intelligence and emotional quotient. So you have emphasized uh, before that uh, <coughs> EI and EQ play a role in our success. So can you teach us an EQ strategy that we can immediately use in our lives? And yeah, yeah, the answer is yes. And you're correct. I taught the U.S. Special Forces at Fort Bragg, the Royal Thai Army in Bangkok, the Canadian Special Forces in Toronto. Emotional intelligence is critical. Imagine I teach you to drive. You're ready for your road test. You call up, say, I failed. Why did you fail? I got nervous. It was a test. Okay. What if I didn't just teach you how to take the 
to, to drive, but how to take the test and stay calm. More people would succeed. I'm going to show you how to wake up. This is what I was teaching the troops. Sometimes they have to go on a mission three, four days in a row with no sleep. They don't remember what they were taught. They could get killed. You have a bad day. You, you stay up late studying. They have a bad day. They don't go home. So let me show you a strategy for eliciting the state of being alert, which probably for a student could be helpful. I'm sure there are many nights where you get exhausted from all the stuff you need to study and learn. And so this will help you to get away. And you don't want to drink coffee late at night because then you won't fall asleep when you're done. Okay. And we know the left side of the brain controls the right and the right controls the left. So I want you to do this with me. Take your left hand and touch your right shoulder. And if you're watching, do this with us. Take your right hand, touch your left shoulder, and alternate. Go ahead, left to right, right to left. And it's like the Macarena without the music. Perfect. You're using one side of your brain okay. and then the other. Now, ideally, you should stand, but don't right now because you're in the camera and we'll just see a belly button. But <laughs> later on, you can, and you might have sweatpants on. I know I do. <laughs> so, you know, I won't make you stand, and I won't stand either. But when you do it standing, when you touch your left hand to your right knee and your right hand to your left knee, your knee moves. So both sides of your brain are connecting. So let's pretend we're doing it standing, left to right, right to left, left to right, right to left. Perfect. Grab your thumb in your hand like I am. I'm using my right hand. And say this like you mean it. I feel great. I yes. feel great. Yes. yes. Like you mean it. I feel great. Yes. I feel great. Yes. You go, I feel great. That's how you're going to feel. You, go, yeah. you want to stay that excited, I'm awake, I'm alive. If you don't feel that, there's no state. Yeah. We're going to do three sets of these at my speed. And when we're done, I'm going to show you how to use this to wake up. When you're taking a long test or studying long hours, instantly wake up. Are you ready? Which yeah. do the shoulders first? My speed. One, two, three, four, five, six. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? Great. 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 Yes. Let's yes. time a little faster. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four. Five, six. How do you feel? Great. Feel great. great. Yes. Yes. Just yes. time as fast as you can. And if you're standing later, stand away from the table so you don't bang your knees. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? Great. Feel great. Yes. <laughs> you know what happens when you do this three times? Nothing. Now, you probably would like something. <laughs> Let me show you that work. You remember Pavlov? He rang a bell, he fed a dog. He rang a bell, he fed a dog. He rang the bell, the dog drooled. You don't want to drool. You do want to feel great. You don't want to be yeah. in an important exam room and stand up and start tapping yeah. on your shoulders. They'll think something's wrong and they'll call the hospital. Yeah. You don't want to do that. But yeah. studies show habits take 90 days, not 30 days. So every day, slow, medium, fast, shoulders, I feel great, yes. And now you're in that meeting or you're in an important class or taking a test and you want to wake up. Grab your thumb and say to yourself, I feel great, yes. Every time you did it, you were more alert because you stimulated the left and then the right and then both together. And so it'll wake you up. It's a, it's the bell. I feel great. Yes. And nobody hears it. Nobody knows what you're doing, but you're creating a state. This is your conditioned stimulus. Yeah. The same way you can create conditioned stimuluses for calm, for focus, for concentration. So by creating the states you need to be successful ahead of time, then when you need to go in that state, creativity, when you're trying to solve a problem, if you could create the state ahead of time and then trigger it when you need it, think of how much more you could accomplish 
and your objectives and goals. One of the biggest obstacles to success is emotions. You're afraid, you're nervous, you're anxious, you're depressed. And then what you're trying to get done doesn't happen because you're not thinking clearly. Your emotions are blocking your cognitive abilities. And in engineering, that's terrible. You need a very clear, objective mind to do what you do. And if you're feeling nervous or frightened or confused, it makes it very difficult to be clear-headed and rational. So yeah. these are very, very important skills. This is what we teach in our, in our reading program. It's not really a reading program. It's reading and learning. I think nobody wants to read fast. Learn fast. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. good. Learn fast is very yeah. good. And why do I do it? I'll give you a good example. About 10 years ago, I'm, I'm lecturing on cruise ships. And my wife wants to go to Hawaii. And I get to go for free. So I said, <laughs> I want to go to Hawaii. They said, they don't want speed reading. That sucks. That's what I teach. What do they want? They want someone to teach Photoshop, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. Not an easy program, right? Photoshop, <laughs> uh, photography, and video. My wife wants to go to Hawaii. I told them I could teach that. I didn't know any of it, <laughs> nothing. But I learned fast. I know that. I can read 10 books in three hours. And if you read 10 books and understand it, you know it. So yeah. I read 10 books on Photoshop in three hours. Then I read 10 books on video the next day in three hours. And 10 books on photography. So I get to the cruise thinking, please let these people not know what a camera is. <laughs> you mean they don't use film? How do they take pictures without film? That was my perfect group. First gentleman comes in. He's a professional photographer, 38 years. <laughs> oh my he wants gosh. me to teach pictures. He wants me to teach him how to take pictures. <laughs> Second guy walks in. He's been using Photoshop for five years. I used it for three hours. Yeah. He teaching Photoshop because it's hard. And my wife's sitting in the front crying. They said if I didn't do it, they'd throw us off the boat. It's not in the water. But when we got to the shore. Yeah. They did, did throw people off the boat that didn't do their job. So for a week, I'm teaching them video, Photoshop, photography. At the end of the week, they said, Howard, how many years did you study to learn all that information? Wow. And I said, very hard. It took me forever. But I did it in three hours. That's the win. Think if every day of your life, for the rest of your life, you could read a new skill like Photoshop, something yeah. that could increase your ability to do your job and be more productive, a marketing skill, a writing skill, a math skill, every day for the rest of your life. What would that do to your income? Yeah. What would that do to your success? That's what I want you to see. To me, reading is a screwdriver. It's a saw. It's a tool. I don't care about reading. I care about what I can build with my tool. I can yeah. build a better life because I learn things I need to know. And it doesn't take me four years to learn Photoshop. It takes me three hours. Doesn't yeah. take me four years to learn photography. You learn in three hours. If you do this for the rest of your life, think of what you can accomplish as an engineer. How many yeah. things? Because it's not just engineering, it's knowing how to sell your skill. You have to get yeah. customers. You could be the smartest engineer on the planet. If you have no customers, you're broke. You're broke. Yeah. You have to learn a lot to be in business. You have to learn how to sell, you have to learn how to talk. You have to learn how to negotiate. You have to learn how to write copy. And you have to learn all the new things going on in engineering and do your job all at the same time. How are you going to do that? You have to learn fast. You have to take tests when you're an engineer to be an engineer after you pass college because they won't let you stay licensed without proving you're continually keeping your skill set high. That takes time. Do they pay you to study? No. Every hour you spend studying for that test is an hour of lost income or time with your family or friends. If you could cut that time in half, understand better, score a higher grade, and actually remember what you learned when you need to use it, what would that do to your life? That's what I teach.
And that's what these kids, can I give some examples? I had a young man, yeah, yeah, C student, 11 year old, C student, not smart. I taught him how to learn. Finished high school at 15, got his two year degree at 17, four year degree at 19, master's in English at 22, English professor at 23. C student wow. at 11, professor at 23. Another one, Micah, uh, Micah became an attorney at 19, 19. His sister's in law school, 15 years old. She'll be finished with law school when she's 16. His brother is wow. 17. He's finishing law school. He'll finish at 17. I want you to learn how to learn. So not only do you get good grades now without all the hassle and stress, but when you get out of college, you'll know how to build a company and be successful and make a really good living. Because if an 11-year-old child can do it, I'm betting an, a graduate engineering student can do this too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just thinking about the efficiency grades, like like learning something in three hours that uh, took someone five years. That That's literally wow. <laughs> you can do it. The 84-year-old did it. This is what I teach. That's what's on Berg Learning, the courses that teach how to do. Before they did anything, science, math, language, they learned how to learn. That's yeah. the first thing you should learn in school. How do I learn? What do I do when I'm confused? How do I remember? All the skills needed to succeed, and they don't teach any of that in school. If you're on yeah. your own, if you don't do it, they yell at you. Instead of telling <laughs> you what you did wrong, it's your fault. So yeah. I also tutor students, if anyone's listening, they could get Howard at Berg Learning. I do private lessons. I just had a student in New York. He had a, he's taking Greek mythology. He had to learn 93 names of gods and goddesses, and they're pretty complicated. He learned them in a very short time, and he can't forget them ever again because I showed him how to speed learn them. That's what I right. do. I help students like you get A's and not have to stress out so you can have fun. You're a young person, yeah. supposed to enjoy your life. But if you're studying engineering, you can barely have a life. The goal is for you to still do everything you're doing, but do it in half the time with better results and use the rest of the time to have fun because you're still young. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one point I would like to touch upon is that uh, initially in the episode, you have mentioned that you uh, used to meditate. And okay, no, was that off air? I guess that was off air. Okay, so I'll just go. So you mentioned That's that uh, you you meditate before uh, going to any show or that helps you keep uh, focus. So what are some other things or can you just elaborate on that? Yeah, um, I'm a big proponent of meditation. I took TM. I also I studied all seven schools of yoga, you know, Raja yoga, Leia yoga, Kriya yoga, Shakti. I had Shakti with Muktananda. Um, let's see, some of the others. Tantric yoga, uh, Hatha yoga. There's a whole... It's a whole bunch of yogas. They're all about different centers. Each yoga targets a different center. So I was on a show where I had to read the 1,500-page American healthcare bill. It was this many pages off the ground. And 50 minutes, I read 1,500 pages. But before I read it, I meditated for 90 minutes. I'm reading a page and a half a second. At that speed, if I get distracted for three seconds I miss five pages that's yeah. a lot but I have on a headset he's interviewing much more interesting people than the bill he's interviewing the heads of Congress and big people in government who are much more interested Pelosi or Boehner people who are very important in, in government I'd much rather listen to that than read the bill but if I do that I won't know the answers to the questions about the bill. That's yeah. my job, not listening to them, reading it. But what if he says, Howard, he wants to talk to me. I have to stop reading and talk. So I meditated so I could tune out. I don't have no idea what they were talking about. <clears throat> I didn't hear anything they were saying. I was reading. But when he said my name, I stopped because that mattered. That was the only thing that I had to stop for. Howard, yeah. tell us where you are. I have to stop. 
So I can't do that without meditating. I need to be very centered and focused so I can concentrate at that speed. It's very difficult. You're reading a page and a half a second. So literally you're doing this one page, yeah. two page, three page. And you do that 1500 times. And this yeah. is complicated information, very technical. It's legal yeah. material. So, well, fortunately, I, I studied science, so I understood the science that was in there. Yeah. And I worked at a law firm years ago for a few months, so I understood law, which helped because I understood how law works. But still, still it's a page and a half a second. That's not a lot of time. <laughs> And uh, when I was done, I did an analysis and everything I predicted happened exactly like I said it would before anyone yeah. else had even read it. So to yeah. me, that's a superpower. And I yeah, want absolutely. you to have that. I want you to have it. Me have it. Look at the world. We're in trouble. We have global warming. We have all kinds of problems all around the world. You deal with problems in India. You've got problems with Pakistan. It's it's serious China. There's serious issues. We need yeah. to get smarter. We learn. We have to learn how to cooperate with other people and work towards the common goals. Everyone's on the same planet. We all yeah. have problems we face together. All of us. Part of the solution can come from you. You're engineers, so this is right in your ballpark. Figuring how to handle pollution and. And things yeah. like that. Not everyone can do that. They can worry about it. You can <laughs> fix it. So yeah. my job is to make you so smart that you read so many books and remember it. You remember it and can use it that your brain says, wait, I see how to make an electric car that can go for thousands of miles yeah. without charging up again. And yeah. I see how to get rid of excessive carbon dioxide. I can't do that. I'm not an engineer. You are. And that's what my goal is, to make people like you super smart so we can have a better world. And you yeah. need to have a better world. People my age are giving you all the problems. How about we give you some ways to solve the problem so it's not yeah. all on you? And I feel that's my responsibility because I have a gift. I see this Dharma, and you know what Dharma is. If you could read 80 pages a minute, that's a gift. What do you do Absolutely. with it? Tell people how smart you are? No. <laughs> Tell people how you can help them yeah. and use it to make other people smart. Yes. Just doing it one person doesn't change anything. What if there were 10 million people doing what I do? How many problems could we start to solve? <clears throat> how many more successful business people would we have? That's why I'm teaching students because they're the future. Yeah. And I want them to know this is a learnable skill. It's not a magic trick. Before we move on to the audience segment and the other segment, uh, can you just like talk about bug learning and the work you've done? We have covered a yes. lot of topics, but just in short so that people that. can understand. Yeah. Yeah. Berg learning, it's B-E-R-G learning.com. It's, it's where you get my programs. We have a reading program. It will double the rate at which you read. You'll learn how to find things you need to learn, how to understand them when you're confused, how to remember them, how to stay calm and focused or energized when you're using it. And there's some free lessons there also. Uh, we have a writing program. I wrote a book in five hours. It went number one on Amazon the next day. Wow. And then uh, I used this program and how to get rid of writer's block, get in flow. So you can write fast. So that's a program. Memory program. I gave you one strategy. There's many. So you can speed memorize. Math. Math is very important in engineering. You have a speed math program and how to yeah. do math super fast. And I also tutor. I have private lessons for people who really want to take it to the highest level. And I customize it to the person. What do you need to know? What's your problem? Let me fix it. So we do that too. It's at berglearning.com. We guarantee your success so you get your money back. You have a 30-day total satisfaction guarantee. If you need help, we have a support team. If they don't make it work, I do. I actually make sure everybody learns it. I want to make yeah. sure everybody gets what they paid for. 
You shouldn't just give someone money. You should get what you paid for. That's the right way to do business. So I make sure you learn yeah. it or you don't pay for it because you didn't learn it. And I don't think you yeah. should pay for something you didn't get. Uh, so that's how I, I do it. I do it through Berg Learning. I do private classes. If any of you have an opportunity to have me come there or maybe do a Zoom meeting for a school, I'm happy to do that. Um, I'm trying my best to help as many people as I can. That's brilliant. That's amazing. And yeah, so all the listeners, berglearning.com. We'll put it on our description so you can check it out there. We'll put all the links of Howard so that you can check it out there. So yeah, so coming on to a new segment which we introduced, I guess, two episodes ago, is that uh, we ask our audience if they have any questions for you. So one of the questions that we have gotten is that now the age has changed, that people have moved from books to phones and tablets and laptops. So uh, what is the difference that is there? That now, like yesterday, I guess yesterday or day before yesterday, WhatsApp and Facebook and everything was down. So we've got <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're laughing because he's showing us his Kindles. So yeah. So the question is that. How do uh, we not distract ourselves from the tablets and the electronics, but then also like uh, give time to ourselves and for to focus on books? And this question has been asked by Jhansi Reddy. This is what I'm teaching now. I'm actually filming a new program, writing on to the program. How do you learn on e-learners? How do you learn on a phone? How do you learn on a Kindle? How do you learn on an iPad? How do you learn on a laptop? How do you learn on a computer? And she's completely right. Um, I'm going to say more and more people are using e-reading instead of physical books. And that's where it's going to continue. For a lot, it's cheaper to publish e-books. So publishers are doing it because it's less risky. Books are expensive. Here's something you do need to know. Studies have shown that physical books are learned better and retained longer than e-books. That yeah. can't be changed. There's, there's a tactile dimension when you're holding a book that your brain is actually learning from. And that's missing in an e-book. But um, th there's so much you can do with e-books. In fact, my favorite of all the techniques is the Kindle. When you first look at the Kindle, you're like, there's no keyboard. How do you study? There's no keyboard. I mean, I need to take notes. There are ways to do that on a Kindle. That's what I'm teaching now, how to do it on a yeah. Kindle. You can speed learn on a Kindle. And the beauty yeah. of the Kindle is the battery go 15, 20 hours. You can take all your books on it. And you can speed learn on a Kindle. And that's really what I'm working on right now. I just filmed two episodes. I'm going to be working on it for probably the next two weeks. And that's exactly, she's completely right. That's where my focus is. The future of reading is e-reading. So no one's done this, and that's one of the things. I'll show you one thing that you'll find useful. Yes. Because you picked the right time to ask me because I'm teaching it. This is called <laughs> a rocket book. Rocket book makes these special cards. I'll pull one out. If you look at it closely, you see there's a QR code on it. Yeah. It's kind of fancy. So you, these cards are, are like flashcards, and it has a special pen. You write on the card, you use an app on your phone, and it turns it into a flashcard that flips. After wow. you're done, everything is on the cloud because you took pictures of it. You use a wet cloth, and the card disappears. You could use the same card forever, over and over. And wow. by the way... That's not just the card. If you get a rocket book, this is a rocket book. Wow. You take notes in school. How many notebooks did you need? The front yeah. cover, you'll see there's codes. And these codes tell it which cloud each code goes to. Uh, OneDrive, Google Drive, Evernote. Could go to an email or a text. On the bottom yeah. of each page, very faintly, you could see right here the codes. Yeah. So yeah. you circle the code that you want it to go to, or multiple codes, and it has a QR code on it. You write with the special pen on this page the notes that you're taking. 
You take the app on your phone, you pick a picture of the page, goes on the cloud, you take a damp cloth and clean the page. You never need another notebook. Use the same notebook forever. One one of these could be math, science, uh, history, language. And so all your notes go to a cloud, different location. You never need to get another notepad. So that's another way to speed learn. Yeah. For our listeners, just a quick, uh, yeah, so, sorry. So for other listeners, it's it's basically a card which has a QR code on the bottom right, or it's a book which uh, there's a QR code on the bottom left. So you can use that as a physical notebook and then convert it into and store it in your cloud. So And then you erase it and you use it over and over and over. You never yeah. need to buy another notebook for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> so Pranav. Yeah, so our next question is by Ankit.flv. So uh, what is your idea for a leisure read? I don't do a lot of leisure reading, but I do some occasionally, very rare. Um, When I'm reading, I'm usually trying to learn something I can use. But I'll show you a strategy for leisure learning in case it's something you're interested in. It sounds like it. I speed up the boring parts. Have you ever Mm -hmm. been in a novel and it got so boring you're like i can't read this anymore it's incredibly boring so (laughs) i speed up the boring part so i still am reading it but i'm going so fast i don't feel anything which is better than feeling bored and then when it's interesting where it's entertaining i slow down to feel what's going on since i sped up the boring parts i have more time personally i'm just this is my personal i prefer watching a TV or a movie than reading uh, a novel. I just, that's just yeah. me. I enjoy that more. Uh, I yeah. use books. You can see a couple. I read books to learn. I learn how yeah. to do things that'll make me more productive and more successful. That's yeah. what I do. It doesn't mean you can't read for pleasure, but by reading for pleasure, speed up the boring parts. Yeah, okay. So, Ryan asks, how much time do you spend uh, every day sharpening your skills? Um, that's all I do all day. <laughs> that's, <laughs> it's all, that's, all, that's my life. Uh, I write programs. I record them. Uh, I do interviews. I'm teaching. I'm lecturing. So, most of my day is spent doing what I'm doing right now, learning and yeah. teaching learning. And then when I'm I, I play too. I, I go to the gym. I swim. I was a swimming teacher when I was younger for 18 years. I saved about 16 people who were drowning. One was wow. dead. wasn't I didn't, I wasn't the lifeguard, but they died in a pool where I was swimming, and I saved them. I pulled them out of the pool, and we we started his heart, and we got him breathing. That was exciting. That was a big. That was a very wow. exciting day, but. I think it's important to be balanced. You should spend time playing. You should spend time relaxing. You should spend time with people you love, your yeah, family, your friends. Um, it can't all be work. It's not healthy. You don't want to be all work all the time. But when I work, I work hard. And I stay very focused and get a lot done. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next question is by Shravan. Uh, he asks, how did, how did it feel when you achieved the Guinness World Record? It was fun. It made me feel good. <laughs> it made me feel very good. I felt I accomplished something. I'll be honest with you, more important to me is what you do. When I see a young man graduate college at 16 with a 4.0 economics degree, get, get a law degree and pass the bar at 19, uh, become a professor at 22, do college in six months. Had a special ed student, third grade reading in ninth grade. When I got done with them, they got a two-year degree with a 4.0. When the people in school, they started in high school, were still in high school, getting high school degrees. They had two years of college with an A average. Went to Baylor, a good college, on a full scholarship. Got a master's degree at 22. What's more exciting to me getting in Guinness or watching these people do amazing things with their lives, knowing that I helped. Uh, That to me is much, and you understand Dharma and more than most people here ever will. And when you can pass it along 
and change people's lives like that over and over and over again, to me, that is so much more. Being in Guinness is good for marketing. People want to talk yeah. to you. Yeah. People put you on shows. People interview you. That's great. I'm glad it yeah. works. It's a marketing thing. But that isn't what moves me. What moves yeah. me is what I can do to help people and change people's lives. To me, that is so much bigger than being in a book. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I was in the book because it gives me the ability to reach more people and help more people. But it isn't about me. It's about you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I guess it gives you a platform where you can then make a change, which exactly you've done. And That's exactly you. right. Otherwise, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I mean, what am I going to do? Look in the mirror and say, look at you. You're so smart. So what? What have you done? What have yeah. you done? How many smart people do you know have done absolutely nothing? I'd rather have a dumb person who spends their life doing something good than a smart person who does nothing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Kirtana has asked, how long does it take to learn speed reading? Four hours. Now, <laughs> okay. online, it's broken down into little tiny pieces. So it takes seven weeks. But it's about four hours of, of course. And then there's practice. It's a lot of people want to practice what they're learning to reinforce it. But if yeah. you want to take the fast track and you just watch the videos, it's going to be about four, four and a half hours. Uh, the practice adds the extra time. For a lot of people, that's valuable. There's two kinds of people. People who want to get done fast and people who want to be more thorough. So we provided yeah. it both ways. You could go fast or you could go thorough. But whatever works best for you is the right way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Om has asked, what's one downside of having this extraordinary ability? And he, he, he mentions that even if it's like a joke, then you can tell us. Oh, it makes you extremely handsome. I mean, a lot of you are wondering <laughs> from, wondering from Brad, Brad Pitt's twin brother, but yeah, Brad Pitt has, he has longer hair than me. That's how you tell us. Yeah. Uh, what's the downside? I'm going to tell you right now, learning faster doesn't guarantee you'll be a success. Not learning guarantees you'll be a failure. Yeah. How many idiots yeah. do you know that are successful in this world? The key to succeeding in a knowledge-based economy is this. What's between your ears? I don't care what it is you do. It's changing every day, faster and faster. And if you can't stay on top of the changes, you lose. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's the last segment. We do it for all the guests that uh, feature on our episodes. So there are two questions that you have to answer. Yeah. So the first one is, what is the best mistake that you ever did and did uh, that turned out to be a positive? One. I know that one. I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's my, my first marriage. I tell everyone my first marriage was a storybook marriage. Unfortunately, Stephen King wrote the book. So, <laughs> so, I have a wonderful wife now. She's the best thing in my life. She's wonderful. She's my best friend. She's a wonderful human being. And I feel all the things I've had in my life, even Guinness, she's the most important. She's the best thing that ever yeah. happened to me. So I know... If you make a mistake and marry the wrong person, it's like the biggest problem you've ever had. And if you make a good choice, it's the best thing you've ever had. So I was too young and I made a bad decision at a very young age for the wrong reasons. Many people do. And I'd say that was the biggest mistake of my life. Okay. So so the second question is that... Uh... Even in the background, we've seen, we see so many books. Uh, you've read so many books. So uh, are there any books or movies? No numbers uh, associated. You can go on how many hours uh, you want to. So uh, how many books or movies have changed your life and inspired you? Quite a few. Remember I said I decided in my junior year of college to be a psychobiologist? It was a book. Yeah. It was a book by Conrad Lorenz. He's the father of ethology which is the biology of behavior. And I read a book that he wrote on, on ethology. 
I said, that's amazing. I didn't even know that existed. And that's what made me want to be a psychobiologist. So that changed my whole life. That one book yeah. completely changed the direction I was going in my life tremendously. Yeah. Uh, but probably one of the most important books I've read, and this is a book on consciousness, and you should okay. read this. It's a book by Ospensky, P.D. Ospensky, and it's called okay. The Fourth Way. There's four paths to enlightenment. One yeah. is the physical, the faker. You know what a faker is in India? Someone who lays on a bed of nails, doesn't cut, doesn't mm -hmm. hurt. That's a faker. They've mastered their body. Their consciousness has mastered their body. The second path is the path of, of the saint, uh, surrender, compassion, like Christ. They, they surrender. Krishna, it's a path of surrender. The third path is the path of the yogi, the meditation, the mind, mastery of the mind. The fourth way is all of them. You learn how to master the mind, the emotions, and the body. And this book talks about how that's done. And I think you'd find it very, very insightful and helpful. A lot yeah. of very practical suggestions in the book. And I use them to do what I do. So thank you. Thank you, sir. Uh, we're coming to the end of our episode. And uh, it has been so insightful. We cover various topics like speed reading, grasping, EQ, EI, everything. And uh, there's a lot of information to uh, for our audience to take in. But more importantly, as we have mentioned, don't just listen to it. Try applying it. Try practicing it daily. Because at the end of the day, if you read something quickly, it's not as valuable as if you learn something quickly. So thank you. Thank you for coming. This has been so great. So thank you. So. And go to berglearning.com. Absolutely. <laughs> go to the next level. Think of yeah. this. This is what I do for free. Imagine what happens when you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought this was good, yeah. wait till you see the whole program. It'll blow Absolutely. your mind in a good way. You're going to go, yeah. wow, this guy really can teach me how to be smart. <laughs> it's learnable. And you'll be so yeah. excited as you start finishing classes faster, remembering, understanding, and making money because you got smarter. <laughs> That's yeah. what it's about. And I'm hoping some of our friends watching will take advantage because it's going to be the best decision you ever made. And you're going to yeah. look back on this day one day and say, my day, my life changed because I listened to that man. He knew what he was talking about and I'm yeah. doing it. It's real. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So as yeah. I said, we'll, uh, give all the links in our description so be sure to check that out and, and i'll make sure they get what they paid for so they're happy absolutely thank you so much for having me